So this is an episode that I've never done before in almost five years of the podcast. In this episode, I'm going to be telling you guys some of the coolest supernatural stories that have ever happened in my lifetime, many of which have happened in the last 24 hours (laughs) or even in the last week or the last month. The thing that I want to get across in this episode is that Jesus is very much alive. He's an active participant (laughs) and uh, really the guiding voice in Coach Allie and I's life. And, um, you know, we, we help you guys with so much of your pageants, your dreams, your goals, but none of this matters if you don't have a relationship with Jesus and ultimately you don't know where you're going when you pass on into the next life. And as we close out season five and we close out the pageant season, um, I just wanted to share some really cool supernatural encounters of things that have happened um, with the Holy Spirit, journeys with the Holy Spirit, some things that I guarantee uh, some of you don't don't think is possible. Some of you have never seen with your own eyes. um, And hopefully I can provide some spiritual insights, some spiritual eyes of the amazingness and the vastness of who uh, King Jesus is. And so I'd love for you to be open-hearted, open-minded, and to go on this adventure with me. And I'm really, really excited for all God wants to do in this episode. Welcome to the Powerhouse Podcast, hosted by sisters, former Miss Nebraska's and a Miss Nebraska USA, and expert coaches Ali Swanson-Mancuso and Megan Swanson-Rhodes. Every Tuesday, we bring you a life-changing, challenging, and activating episode to help high-achieving women win their pageants, massively transform their mindsets, and dominate all aspects of life, including elements both inside and what most consider traditionally as areas outside of pageantry. Allie and Megan coach high-achieving women in all 50 states and beyond and live to see women conquer their dreams. If you're not already part of our Powerhouse Club, join the fastest-growing group of winning pageant queens on the planet, linked in the show notes every single week. Now, let's get on to this week's episode. Hey, everyone. Coach Megan here, and welcome to the podcast. This is a really unusual and a little bit out of the box episode. And whether you've been listening to the powerhouse podcast for almost five years, or whether you are brand new listening to the sales queen podcast, I'm doing this episode out of obedience. And I really feel like God wanted me to, um, without like over spiritualizing things. I really mean it when I say like, God was like, go do this. Um, currently while I'm recording this, it's almost nine 30 at night. I'm exhausted. Half of my, all of my makeup is cried off at this point. And I just got done with my church's women's conference for the past two days. I got to spend incredible um, small group time with some of my best friends. And um, I am so like spiritually on a high right now, but also like really tired. If you've been to a a women's conference or a church conference of some kind, you, you might know how that is. But I really wanted to tell you guys in this episode some supernatural encounters that are very normal to me. And why this is important to share is because A, a lot of people think that the gifts of God are dead. And uh, to that I say, like, why leave out all the fun stuff of being a Christian and the things that actually give you authority and can change people's lives? Um, And number two, I want to share this because this is the way that I I run my business. This is the way that Landon and I live our life. Um, Whether it's last week in the middle of our EOS weekly meeting, 
um, stopping everything and saying, you know what, I think we need to pray. And everybody on my team, you know, I prayed over them and we had an incredible time with the Lord. And I feel like things broke off of our lives in a good way. Strongholds broke off of our lives in a way that um, then we're able to access our future for our company, for our clients, for ourselves. Um, you know, because how many of you guys know that when when you come into a pageant, when you come into school, when you come into your business, what, every day when you wake up, you enter into your, you know, relate your relationships. Um, your spiritual life is a part of that. And if you feel this spirit of heaviness, um, it's really hard to do anything. And if you're experiencing spiritual warfare of any kind, which are seasons that we walk through, Landon and I have walked through them. It can just feel like everything's really hard. And today I wanted to encourage your spirit with some supernatural encounters and also just break some things off of you guys that you might be encountering. And I know that uh, you're watching this because you're either watching the Powerhouse podcast, you're a pageant person, or you are watching Sales Queen and you are expecting business advice. But guess what? This is pageant advice. This is business advice because you can't separate your spirit from your soul and in your body in terms of your, your triune being with all three of them. And how many of you guys know and can agree that um, when you're having a really tough day or you go through a breakup or just things happen in your quote unquote regular life, it affects your goals too. It affects your habits. It affects everything. We're, we're a human being that was meant to be intertwined, was meant to be um, not complicated, but, but vast and diverse and multifaceted and multi-talented. And one of the things that people always say about, about Landon and I, when we're traveling um, or we'll just be ministering to our friends, you know, or, or whatever, um, we have the opportunity to show people a side of our life through usually personal and intimate conversations, something that is very normal to us. That being supernatural encounters and that being something where the prophetic is happening and, um, you know, healing and deliverance and prosperity and these different things that we see the power of God moving on a, on a, you know, very normal day to day basis. And I just got to thinking, especially after this women's conference, and I was like, you know, some, some people never see this in their lifetime. Some people never see one healing. Some people never see or feel one touch of God. And they go to church their entire life and they, and they miss the good stuff. They miss the personhood of Jesus and the true nature of who he is and the power that he left on this earth. Um, after he rose on the third day, you know, we just all experienced Easter. And I want you to, to lay a hold of whatever goal you feel like God has spoken to your heart that feels impossible right now. Maybe you need a healing. Maybe, a, maybe a family ne member needs a healing. Um, Maybe you're believing God for your finances. Maybe you're asking God what your purpose is. Maybe you're asking God for your husband um, or that, that partner to show up in your life. And I want to encourage you that you can trust God, that you can trust if he's put a good desire in your heart, that that means that he wants it to come to pass too, that he's not a God of, of trickery. He's not a God of making things confusing or dragging you through the mud just so that he can distress your spirit or teach you a lesson. He's a God who fights for you and he fights for your dreams. And one of the coolest ways that I have seen people, people's hearts open to the Lord is when there's undeniable evidence of the power 
and the nature of the goodness of God. And so I just wanted to share a couple of these moments with you guys today. I know this has seemingly nothing to do with business and seemingly nothing to do with pageants. And that's a completely okay with me because, um, you know, one of my, I wouldn't even call it a resolution. It's just like a mandate from the Lord that I've just decided I'm drawing a line in the sand is that like for me in my house, we will serve the Lord. And, you know, for a little bit, like the last couple of years, um, the, I, I have been officially out of an official ministry capacity. Um, I was pastoring for a long time and I've been in ministry my whole life. And now, um, the last two years, it's been a really interesting time of transition because I haven't been, you know, serving in worship and that's been really hard at times and been really focusing on business. And I met Landon and, you know, so many things in my life are wonderful and have changed. Um, and then so many things look different, but you know, one thing is constant is that I get to commune with the personhood of, of father, son, and Holy spirit every single day on a very real level. And I want you to know that you can have that too. You don't have to have just this Sunday version of, of, you know, I'm, I'm only communing with God in a corporate setting where we're all coming together and I'm just kind of clapping and I I get a, a feel good sermon and I feel a little bit better. And then I go back to my life and I have no idea how to handle it. And I feel a, a, a responsibility, really like a divine mandate actually from the Lord to shepherd my sheep in such a way. And however you listen to me, um, that I'm taking care of helping you to learn how to take care of your spirit too, because I don't want you to get so good at, or just so focused on the world that you do lose your soul because it's just not worth it. If you don't know how to run to the father, eat carpet as we call it and pray and, and get in the Holy spirit and, and trust that your prayers are reaching heaven and that God is reaching down to you to make, to move heaven and earth on your behalf as a righteous son or daughter of him as part of his family. And you get to see what I like to call the fun stuff, you know, healing and these things that are inexplicable other than the supernatural. I just want to affirm to you guys that like it is a hundred percent possible and God does it all the time and it's normal and God does still move mountains. And sometimes we sing about those things in songs and we don't actually believe that they could happen to us or for us. When in reality, God is the most for you person that has ever existed. Um, and he fights for the, the plan of, of his on your life. So I just want to um, share a couple really cool, not just stories, like these are legit things that happen. Some happen in the last 24 hours. And I want to encourage you to expand your tent pegs of your belief of whatever you're believing for in your life right now, whatever you're dreaming for in your life right now. I want you to say no to whatever the enemy is trying to do in your life to stop that plan or to get you down or discouraged or overthinking or anxious or in the the spirit of fear. And I just prophesy over you right now that this is a new season and that we break the power of whatever spiritual warfare is trying to stop the call of God on your life. And I thank you, God, that, that you say, um, that we will have dreams and visions, um, regardless of our age and regardless of, you know, how long we've been in the game or how new or, or experienced we are at something, but you, your plans are to prosper us and for us to be in health, even as our soul prospers Lord. And so it's going to be story time today. And I hope that's okay. I am clearly 
literally look at my makeup right now. <laughs> it is a mess because I've been bawling my eyes out after hearing Nicole C. Mullen all day. If y'all know her, like the most anointed woman on earth in terms of a singer and um, some other amazing speakers. So I'm just going to tell you some stories and we're going to have a little fireside chat. And this will just encourage your faith and show you that the God that you serve is so real and so warring on your behalf um, for you to have the most blessed and prosperous life spiritually, physically, financially. So um, the first story that I want to tell you guys is that is when I was in, um, I think that this is either when I was Miss Nebraska or shortly after. So 2014, 2015. And I was building my faith, you know, I was uh, kind of having my first year of independence in Nashville as I was traveling. And then um, again, this is either during Miss Nebraska or shortly after when I moved home for the first time. And I remember um, this would have been around the time that I was discovering entrepreneurship for the first time, discovering that was a thing. And because of that, I was really growing my faith or trying to grow my faith, um, actively practicing the art of growing my faith and growing my expectation that God could actually want me to be blessed. He could want my business to be blessed, my my life to be prosperous, my life to have purpose and meaning and to take the shackles of poverty off my life. Um, you know, I was raised in a very normal, like middle-class family, always found a way to have, you know, what we needed. And I'm very grateful for the most amazing parents in the world. But abundance was not something that I had any real concept of um, at all, right? And so I remember one time I was listening to a pastor who grew my faith a lot. And I listened to a lot of his messages and, um, he was describing basically that, um, a story of where he had had a check come in the mail and it was from an anonymous person that just said, Hey, I felt like you were supposed to have this and it could be a check. It could be money. You know, it could be whatever, but basically that, um, which is so funny because like new age people call this manifesting 24 seven and like no one questions it. But when Christians say, Hey, my father who owns the cattle on a thousand Hills has ways of getting me money that are outside of my physical labor. Christians go freaking nuts and the religious folk act like their freaking pants are on fire and they're losing it because they can't put God in a box like that. They can't, they, they don't know how to put God in a box. And it is just so asinine to me that we think that the God of the universe who literally breathed and all light was earth came into being, the universe came into being. And yet we limit him to ways that we can understand of how he can get resources. But yet we have the audacity to ask for things like a raise. And we have the audacity to ask God to do more in our life. When in reality, we don't even believe and we deny his power. You know what I mean? Um, so that's a word for somebody. So anyways, I grabbed onto that word and I said, okay, it's possible. I'm going to believe it. You know, Hebrews 11 talks a lot about faith and all of Hebrews talks a lot about faith. Faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. And so I said, fine, I'm going to believe it. And um, luckily God made me a very black and white person. And when I choose to believe something, I choose to believe something. And so I uh, was specifically believing God for $500. I think I was still working for $8.50 as a barista at the time. And I said, okay, God, well, I want mailbox money. That is something that I want and I desire it. And I don't know how you're going to bring it, but I'm believing for $500 of extra income. And, uh, sure enough, this is very real. I still have the paper to this day somewhere. I actually had it stuck on my, um, my wall of my bedroom once this happened, 
but um, not shortly after I, and I hadn't told anybody, by the way, um, I wasn't like going around being like, oh, I'm believing for this. And somebody that I knew just came and did this. Um, but at my parents' house where I was living, there was the mailbox. And then there was like the lower sector where I don't know if you're supposed to put like packages, but it was like open, right? So any like normal person would open the mailbox. They'd put something in so it wouldn't fly away and they close the mailbox. But I still don't know who this was to this day, which is kind of cool, but they put it in the lower section and it was a it wasn't even in an envelope. It was literally a folded piece of paper. I was like, do we have a security camera so I can figure out who this is? It was a folded piece of paper with a note written on it. And it was five $100 bills. And I think it was held on by like a rock or something. And it was five $100 bills with a note that said, I just felt like the Lord wanted you to have this. And I felt like you were believing God for $500. Uh, sincerely, your friend. And I have no idea who it is. And literally God dropped $500 in my mailbox. And it was the very seedlings and beginnings of my business. I had never made $500 in my life, but I had big faith and God came through and, um, you know, just expanded my territory in terms of who he was and who I believe that he was. And, you know, obviously this person wanted nothing in return. They didn't even want to, they didn't even want to be known, but because I believe God, um, and I believe that he could do something like that. God came through and it was amazing. And, you know, so many more money miracles have happened since that, since that time. Um, and in Landon and I's life too. The second story that I want to tell is, uh, also quite funny. And one thing that I want to charge each of you with is to get non-helpful words out of your vocabulary. What do I mean by that? Stop saying things like, this never happens to me. That never happens to me. That couldn't happen to me. Um, I can't do that. That's not possible. That's too expensive. That's too hard. That's out of reach for me. People like me, people like us don't do that. People who look like us can't, can't do that. You know, any of those limiting beliefs, again, people in the new age world get this right every day where they're like, get your limiting beliefs out, think positive. And yet Christians who have access to heaven and the God of heaven who paves streets with gold. So I can only imagine like, what's even like better than that? What's better than diamonds, platinum? Like, you know, I can only imagine when we get to heaven, like what those resources are going to look like. We probably don't even have words to communicate those things. And one thing my husband Landon and I decided when we first got together, um, and we're not, we're not the word police on like anything, you know, cause I can get really religious and annoying too. But one of the things that we agreed upon in our in our marriage is that we we just don't say things like that. When good things happen, we say this happens to me all the time. And um, when God when God moments happen, when really powerful things of God happen, we say we see things like this all the time. This is normal in our life. This is normal in a Christian's life because we want to come into agreement with what God has already promised us. So, anyways, um, you guys, a lot of you guys probably don't know Landon's story. Um, but he was new to a lot of this Holy Spirit stuff when we met. And when we met, I was like, well, here's the fire hose. Like, you know, you gonna, you gonna handle it or not, bro. And, um, and so when we, and he got baptized in the Holy Spirit, you know, with evidence and speaking in tongues and a bunch of different things. And he's seen powerful prophetic movements of God. Since we go to a very prophetic church, it's amazing. So we see healings and just 
people weeping and just getting free and delivered from anxiety and trauma and these things that would happen. You'd have to pay tens of thousands of dollars for therapy and God does it in a moment, um, which isn't always how it happens, but we see it happen very frequently. We see people getting free from things, just the peace of God, which literally surpasses all understanding. We can't understand it. We can't put it into words, but it happens and we see it with our own two physical eyes. And, um, I don't know if it ever becomes normal, if that makes sense, but it does like, because we're like, this is so awesome. I'll never stop thinking that this is cool. Um, but it happens all the time, which is amazing. Right. So Landon's seen this, we've been dating and now we're married. And, um, I joined a mastermind last year. And so we go to, we go to visit the mastermind a lot. Right. And we meet lots of cool people there and lots of other really successful entrepreneurs and people that we look up to. And, um, we love to put ourselves in rooms where we are the least successful, least important person and the poorest person in the room. And it grows our faith. Right. And it, and anyways, so, um, Landon is more of an introvert than I am. And, but even though I am an extrovert, um, I don't really like networking events very much because I don't know how to have small talk. Some people are the opposite. Like they are a king and queen of small talk. I, it literally gives me anxiety. Um, I don't like it cause I just want to dive deep with people and start like getting into the soul stuff. Like, Hey, what's your deepest trauma? <laughs> like, you know, like, how can we fix it? Because I know the power of God that lives inside of Landon and I and inside of all of you as Christians. And I'm like, do we need to pray? Do we need to yank that crap out? Like, do we, what do we need to do? Let's get somebody free, you know, cause that's just the lens that I live life by. And, um, and I believe in the power of God in me. Right. And so, um, now it's a, a, not even a joke. It's just something that quite literally we expect to happen to us everywhere we go. And it does happen everywhere we go. And I think when you're willing to let God use you in a, in a large capacity, it's kind of like your reticular activating system. Once you're going to go buy a car and you start to notice that car, you start to notice that car everywhere. There was always that much of that car, but now that you're looking for it, you recognize it and you see it and you talk about it and you know, all of that. And that happens in the spiritual realm too. Things are happening all around you, but you just don't have eyes to see and ears to hear and so anyways, um, a running joke now that is not a joke, but actually very serious is that whenever Landon and I travel and we, we love to travel, we're, you know, traveling as much as we can, um, before we have kids. And one of the things that we do is we believe God that if we're on an airplane, if we're in an airport, if we're at a restaurant, if we, you know, oh, they're choosing between, between two waitresses and, and we know we're going to get one of them, or we're at a mastermind event, or we're at a networking event, wherever we go. We're like, God, you have one person here for us and sometimes more than one, but God show us the one person that you have here for us and let us connect and let us make a supernatural connection. And we just, you know, we thank you, God, we praise you for the conversations that are about to happen. We thank you that it'll be meaningful, that it'll be in alignment with our calling and that it will help each of us take a next step into exactly what you have for us. And so, um, we've gone to dozens of these events now. And, um, I'll tell you one specific story. So this is almost a year ago now, and we were at a networking event, a very fancy, you know, schmancy place. And I'm immediately walking in and I like have hives because I like, don't know how to talk to people and everybody's dressed all fancy and everybody's important. And I'm just like, Oh gosh, like, I don't know how to talk about the weather. We're just going to ask everybody, what do you do for a living? You know, da, 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 okay, great. And then kind of weasel out. Landon is my security blanket. Landon is from a small town. So he is very good at small talk and just overall way better at it than I am. Okay. And 
so we kind of like meander into the corner and we both have like our drink in our hand. We're kind of, you know, munching on the appetizers and I'm nervous. I'm like, man, I, you know, kind of like, how long do I have to be here before we were considered here? And then we can like peace out and just like go hang out, you know, cause Land and I are content just hanging out with each other. And, uh, lo and behold, we see a videographer in the corner and, um, you know, he, he works for the, the person that was putting on the event and, um, it was super cool within, you know, we didn't think anything of it at first. We were just, he was standing there. So we were like, Hey, hi, you know, and lo and behold, um, it ends up turning into over an hour conversation. Everybody's exchanging numbers, two or three other people come into the conversation. Um, and we come from exactly the same spiritual background. We're talking about tongues and healing and all the things that we've seen and travels to different countries and, and all these amazing supernatural things of God and just sharing testimonies back and forth. And what is so cool is he would have looked at us. We would have looked at him, passed right by because so many people have a type and they typecast what a Christian like that looks like, acts like, walks like, talks like. And I think so often we think that it's just the the church auntie or the church mama that is so religious that they're not actually, how do I want to say it, normal kind of in a sense uh, or relatable, you know, to be completely honest. And, um, And unfortunately, some of those stereotypes are true, right? You get a lot of people in church that are always hooting and hollering, pray, yes, Lord, and, you know, and just so religious about, thank you, Jesus, all the time. And then I'm like, here you are listening to this message, but when's the last time you actually activated something in real life and did something practical, started that business, moved forward, gained influence, learned a skill set, like grew as a leader, did something that the world actually respected you for, you know? And so what is so incredible and so amazing that I just want to like encourage you guys with is that there are so many people out there. There's so there's that are incredible at what they do and are fearlessly like living for God at this high level, especially young professionals, you know, which is why Landon and I started Christian Young Professionals, the group here in Nebraska. And, and, um, we want to expand that as big as God will allow us to, because I think usually people think that you've either got like the supernatural weirdos over here that are bringing their own flags to church and doing all these things, or you've got the totally dead church over here and everything's super religious and God doesn't do that anymore and nothing happens. Or you've got the really rich people that are overly abundant billionaires who are terrible people and don't love God. And then all the Christians love to throw rocks at them and say, oh, well, I would do that way better. And look how they did this and this and this and this. And they're over here and they have absolutely zero influence and they've done nothing for the kingdom. And they have average thinking, an average job, an average skill set, and they've done nothing to get themselves uncomfortable out of the box or actually stepping into the fullness of the calling that God has for them. And I think that that's tragic. And so what God has called Landon and I to do is to be breakers and have a breaker anointing on our life and, and really an an evangelistic calling on our life to help people see that there's more for themselves and that you can be, uh, you don't have to be so spiritually minded, you know, minded, so heavenly minded that you're no earthly good. You can be earthly good and you can be walking in the fullness of the spirit, understanding of what the word gives you and the craftsmanship that you can be excellent in your calling and you can be the best salesperson, the best pageant queen, the best marketer, the best 
police officer, the best whatever that is for you. And you can be somebody that has an authentic, real, surrendered relationship with Jesus, where you allow him to move in and through you and have his being in full surrender, knowing that God is working on your behalf and that he cares for you and he loves you. And he actually wants your dreams even more than you do. He wants you to find your husband or your wife even more than you do. He wants you to feel loved even more than you even know how to feel loved. And he wants to help you step into your calling, right? I think so often we think that it's one or the other. We think, oh God, well, whatever you're going to ask me to give up is because you want to punish me or I did something wrong or you want to teach me a lesson and you're going to ask me to give up the thing that I want. Well, maybe if it's a lust of the flesh or you know something that's going to hurt you, but he's a good father. And if he's asking you to give, you know, give up that relationship or exit that season or move somewhere or do something, right? It's because he has something absolutely better and and something that will align with a call of God that makes you ridiculously happy, right? He's not going to call you to marry somebody that you hate and that you're not attracted to. He's not going to call you to move to China and be a missionary when you feel totally called to America and you have a heart here and you want to serve people here within this country that you love, right? And that's something that I really had to learn growing up because I was so scared specifically that God was going to call me to China for some reason. And, you know, I remember when I was like, oh my gosh, like I have a heart for yes, the world, but specifically for America. I have a huge heart for America and that God would honor that desire and that God put that desire there in the first place. God put that desire there in the first place. God put the desire to minister to women in my heart after I never, ever, ever, ever thought that I would minister to women, that I would help women with their calling, their destiny, their dreams, their purpose, their skill set, their mindset, all these things. But it makes sense because that's how God made me. That's what lights my heart on fire, right? And so God, because that lights up my heart on fire, God also helped me in that skill set. He designed me in a way where who I am you know, it fits for that calling and all these different things, pageants led into that, you know, my musical background leads into that. The very fabric of how God made you is also a part of the fabric of your purpose and calling and destiny, which will make you be able to live that out loud at the highest and most successful level. If you will say, God, I give you my hands and feet, take my life and do something with it and help elevate me to the highest level. Give me wisdom for the pathway. Lead me beside still waters, restore my soul for the crap that inevitably has just happened in my life. God, I thank you for healing the broken parts that the locust and the cankerworm have tried to take in the past. And God, I thank you that I, I gave you my everything and you are my everything and take me to the highest mountains um, because the gifts and callings of God are irrevocable. And you said that you have good plans for me, right? And so that's the God that we serve. And so um, the last thing that I'll say, and I, I've seen amazing things in my life. I've literally seen legs that were three inches apart grow out right in front of my face. And now somebody didn't have to walk with a cane anymore. Um, I heard a sermon from a guy who literally was speaking and didn't have a voice box. And it is literally impossible for him to make sound. He was like a giraffe. He didn't have a voice box. And yet yeah, I watched him deliver a sermon right in front of my face. I've seen... Uh, you know, so many things. I've seen deaf ears opened in my lifetime. I've seen people healed of uh, of addiction um, in, in the middle of worship because the the yoke was broken with the, you know, God's given us a garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. Um, I've seen literally yokes broken over people's lives where they never touched a cigarette again. They never touched alcohol again. They got free from pornography, whatever that was for their life under the presence of God. And this is why when we talk about God 
in our dreams, whether it's God in your business or God helping you achieve the dream of of pageantry or getting straight A's in school, or maybe you're pursuing a graduate degree or you're believing God to be a better mom. We have to bring God into every area of our life. We don't just say, oh, that's a Sunday thing. That's this box over here. And then business is this box over here. And my marriage is this box over here. Like I want you to consider, and maybe you're not there today, but I want you just to consider the possibility of not having to put one mask on to do one job and then take the mask off or put a different mask on to do the other. Like what it means to live free, you guys, is to live free. Like I wake up every day and I don't have to like worry that I don't have makeup on next to my husband who loves me and cares for me and is the keeper of my heart, you know, in addition to Jesus. Like I don't have to worry with my clients that I have to put this perfect face on. Yes, I have to be professional. And obviously you don't share all your dirty laundry or, or even what you're going through, you know, with your clients. But there's a way to still be just real with people, right? And and that can be of great service to the world to be authentic. And I just encourage you guys, um, whatever mask you feel like you might have to have on to, to play certain roles in your life, I encourage you to take that to Jesus and just say, Lord, like, is this from you? Is this Is this as good as it gets? Because it's not as good as it gets. And God wants you to live fully and completely in freedom, freedom in your heart, your mind, your soul, your past, your present, and to redeem your future so that you can live on the pathway of your purpose, future, and destiny. You know how amazing it feels to live in your purpose and calling, the significance that you feel just by opening your eyes every day, knowing that God has called you to a thing and to serve a people. And I believe every single one of you guys are called to serve a thing or an organization or a section of people that you have a heart for, or that you can develop a heart for, you know, because we can have authority over things that we love. We can't have authority over things that we don't love because then the heart posture won't be right. But when, when you love something and when the agape unending unequivocal love of God is shed abroad in your heart, it literally is a supernatural thing where God will start to move mountains on your behalf because he cares for his sheep and his people, his sons and daughters so much that he will literally clear the highest mountain out of your way to make a pathway for you to help because he loves those that want to serve his sheep. And so again, I'm not perfect. I'm on my own journey. My husband's not perfect, but you guys, I mean, I can just tell you, um, and in the last 24 hours, my husband's called me four times. Two people gave him prophetic words that didn't even know him that stopped him and said, Hey, God showed me your face before I, my husband's in Nashville right now. Uh, God showed me your face. I knew you were going to be here. And they walked up to him and they said, Hey, by chance, do you go to a prophetic church? And Landon's like, yeah. And they said, yeah, I have a word for you and your wife. And uh, they had a prophetic word for 15 minutes. Landon recorded it and sent it to me with no words. It was just two people's names. And I was like, guarantee this is a prophetic word in a bar. And two people broke down, started prophesying over Landon and I. I wasn't even there. I'm here in Omaha. And literally reading our mail over our life and just speaking a blessing. And it was so accurate and so spot on. These people don't know us at all. And, um, you know, they're being led by the Lord and they're just a couple of normal people making bank in their companies, you know, and that Landon meets at an agency conference of a bunch of entrepreneurs. And uh, this stuff is normal, you guys. And the prophetic is exhortation and comfort for your soul and your spirit to speak into your your destiny and your future. 
you know, people have so normalized like horoscopes and psychics and all these different demonic things that can really bring um, some nasty things into your life, your home, over your children, your dreams. You have to take that really seriously, what you allow. But people are invested in their future. People want to know what's coming next. What is, what is, their higher power have for me. When in reality, God created it, you guys. It's so crazy that churches kick the prophetic out of their churches. When in reality, everybody wants to know their future and everybody wants to know that it's a hopeful future and that it's a good report, right? And so this is where it's so important to, to understand the gifts and the authority and the moving of the Holy Spirit, which is, you know, prophet, evangelist, evangelist, pastor, teacher, apostle. When we have the fivefold ministry and people operating in their gifts, you operating in your calling and your gifts, which might be helps ministry, might be the gift of hospitality. It might be the gift of speaking. It might be the gift. You know, there's so many different gifts that you can utilize. Um, and, but it's so important that we all walk in our gifts and that we accept the fullness of what God wants to do in our lives and why I call it the fun stuff, right? Um, you know, even just tonight at dinner with my friends and I, we're having real conversations about where we feel like we're at and where we feel like God um, is taking us, where we feel like we want God to take us. And the fact that we can pray over each other and and command the authority of God um, or really receive the authority of God, accept the authority of God and command the devil to flee, Um you know, that just, it changes you as a person when you know who you carry on the inside of you. And I just, I just charge all of you guys, um, you know, if you're in a spiritually dead church or if you haven't felt comfortable in church for a while, um, I encourage you, you know, you can reach out to me too. And, but I encourage you to find a place that understands the Holy Spirit and will actually equip you with the full armor of God to understand the sword that is in your mouth and you're speaking and the authority of the same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead lives on the inside of you. And we can see miracles every day. You guys, I mean, I have so many stories of things that I could tell you for eons and eons and eons, but I've been at a conference for two days and it's 10 o'clock and I need to go draw a bath and go to bed, you know, but I've seen the most incredible things in the world. You guys, I have seen cancer healed. I have seen literally like you know, there's that one song um, by, uh, I think it's Brandon, and then I think Cody Carnes, yeah, Cody Carnes is part of it, where it's like, uh, you know, I've seen cancer disappear, I've seen broken bodies healed, don't you tell me he can't do it, don't you tell me he can't do it. Like, that's the life that we can live as Christians every single day, you guys, every single day. You don't need sterile dogma of saying, oh, well, let's just wait for the sweet by and by, like, why pray if God can't actually move mountains on your behalf? God's not a liar. His word in him is yes and amen. All the promises of God. He does. He's I'm the Lord. I do not change. You know, I change not like you can trust him. He says that he will open up the windows of heaven for you and command and pour out a blessing on your behalf. If your church is not teaching that, um, you need to find a new church. You need to find a place that is preaching the gospel, which means the good news, not the average news, not the disappointing news, not the, the world's going to hell news, not the we need to live in fear news. We need to cower against the things in culture that are diametrically opposed to your, your purpose, calling and destiny and the truth of God. No, you don't need to be in an average situation or somebody that's where you don't feel better than you started. You need community. You need people pouring into you. You need mentorship. You need shepherds. You need people that will remind you of who you are and whose you are. And that is non-negotiable. That is not up for question. You want to know why you feel sick and broke and average? It's because you're probably around people that are sick, broke, and average. You need people to raise you up. A rising tide raises all ships. And luckily, Jesus is the living water that never runs dry, 
right? So you want a tide that will never run dry. You want a tide that will help bring you deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. His name is Jesus and he's for you and he created you and he has a purpose, call and destiny on your life that is irrevocable. And it's time. It is time that you start walking in it. And the last thing that I want to say too is for the women specifically who will be listening to this, who maybe you were raised in a place where somebody told you, you know, women can't have a voice. Women should just be in the home. Women should just, you know, you can't have a job. You can't do this and just can't, 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 can't. Okay. And I'm not even saying that I'm the end all be all of, of theology, you know, or whatever, but I wrestled with that for a really long time because I never had female role models in my life that were in the church that actually had a voice. I had a lot of passive women who were honestly very cold and very hard to be around other than my mom, who is a trailblazer and an entrepreneur and an incredible human being who I honor and respect for a million reasons. And, but it was so hard because I remember until about five years ago, um, when I found Joyce Meyer and Real Talk Kim and some of these bold, just powerhouses, um, I felt like it was okay to, to be the personality that God created me to be for the first time. And to be completely honest with you, I questioned that for so long, which is why I think that I got myself into trouble and women didn't like me my whole life, or I didn't know how to relate to a lot of women because they, they had just, they, they weren't living in their purpose. Like they just, they had accepted average. They had accepted that, um, that only men got to, to have an opinion or something to say, and that they just needed to sit there as this subservient person who just didn't get to have a call, you know? And obviously men and women, men and women are different and we have different roles and different responsibilities and those things that are beautiful about our differences. Right. And we get to submit and love to one another in not a forceful way and not a religious way, but in a way where each person gets to live in the way that God created us to live in a really secure, beautiful, peaceful, protective, wonderful puzzle pieces, right? Together. And I'll never forget, you know, when I heard a couple of these, these breakers, these really women who just were, were, were swords, not shields, you know, the Lord showed me that in a vision one day. And he was like, you and Landon are swords, not shields. Some people are shields and that's amazing. And they love being in the background. They love helping. They love interceding. And we need, we need people like me need people like that in my life. Like, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You are so important. Administrative people, people who make, you know, take a vision and love to run it all together. That is an amazing gift, right? That I do not have. (laughs) And then you've got other people that are called to be mouthpieces, um, for things that they are supposed to birth into the, into the world. And I just, I, I encourage every single one of you watching and listening today to write down and brain dump and spend time with the Lord about what that is. Maybe you're supposed to attach yourself to a a different person's train that's already moving. Maybe you're not the person that's supposed to be right in front, but you're supposed to be second or third or helping or somewhere on the leadership team. Um, But I encourage you to grab a hold of someone or something or study, you know, other organizations to get you started that are speaking to your heart about what you feel like that could be for you. You know, a lot of times um, God will have you 
serve underneath of a person for a little bit to learn because um, some things are caught, not taught. And then you'll spread your wings. Some other people, you know, were, were born hitting the ground running and they do their own thing. Some people are never called to do their own thing with their name on the building, but they were the crucial, you know, wind beneath the wings that you get to faithfully serve somebody that you absolutely trust and love that has integrity, that is an amazing leader. And you would never want to be the leader, but you find so much joy and peace and fulfillment from getting to help make their vision come to pass, which really becomes your vision too, you know, and whatever seat, you know, you guys are sitting in whatever part of the fivefold or whatever part of helps or whatever other parts of, um, your gifts, I encourage you, you have gifts. There are things on the inside of you and you have a unique identity, purpose, call and destiny on your life that the world is waiting for you to activate. And so I encourage you to run to Jesus. I encourage you to reach out to me or my team if you have questions about this or questions about what that could mean for you. You know, we have a bunch of different resources that can help um, get you started and get you on that pathway and purpose. But I want to just finalize with this, that you, you serve a big God. He's not a wimpy God. He's not, you know, somebody that's just this cartoon character or just something that you see sitting on a desk that's a figurine the same the same power that literally resurrected somebody who went to hell for you and took your sins and died on the cross what in a way that he didn't have to by the way because he loved you so much so that you could live a free and happy fulfilled life where you know i think we owe it to the lord for what he did for us to live for him because he chose to die for us and i know that sounds so cliche but like what are you doing are you just doing this for you or do you have a greater purpose for people that you love and that you desire to serve, whether it's in a volunteer capacity or a corporate capacity or an entrepreneurial capacity, whatever. But if you're just going to work every day and you're just doing everything that you're doing for you, I, I can almost guarantee that you're not really happy and that there's something scratching on the inside of you that is like, man, could there be more for me? Could God use a sinner like me? Could God use and insert words here like me? But I've done this, but I've went through this, but I'm from this. Who cares? God used the most unlikely people on the place of, on the face of the earth who sinned a bunch, by the way. The lineage of Jesus came from a literal prostitute named Rahab, right? When God smote the entire freaking city, except for her family members, because she was faithful, right? So I don't care what you've done today, yesterday, in your past. You can make a decision today that today is a new day and that you have a beautiful hope in the and fu future, like a red carpet, you know, a red carpet of the blood of Jesus who already paved the way for you to live in the fullness of your calling. And I encourage you to do that. So thank you so much for letting me share with you a couple really fun things about our Jesus. And I encourage you that if you don't know him yet, just to pray this with me um, and pray this out loud. Jesus, I thank you that you died on the cross for my sins. I thank you that I accept you as my savior. I believe that you died on the cross and that you rose again on the third day. God, I give you my sins. I give you my past. God, I give you the things that I don't even know that I did wrong, but all the times that I, I sinned against you. And God, I thank you that you are a father that forgives. I believe and receive that my past is gone and that I am forgiven by my Savior, Jesus. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. You are the commander of this ship. You are the commander of my body. I give you my soul. 
my mind, my will, my emotions, and God, I give you my spirit. I ask you to take my life and do something with it. I thank you that I have freedom from my past and that I accept that I am a new creation. Old has passed away. Behold, all has become new. I do not receive the ministry of condemnation, guilt, shame, anxiety, or fear, but I put on Jesus Christ, my Savior, the Prince of Peace. And now I put on the mind of Christ, which is what I live from every day that I wake up and as I live and move and breathe and have my being with my Savior, Jesus. I receive the Holy Spirit. I receive your power living in me, Jesus. And I thank you that I'm a new creation. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, y'all. Share this with a friend who needs to hear this and uh, reach out to us on Instagram or at hello at salesqueen.com for more information or grab some of our freebies um, on our website or on Instagram at Megan Swanson Rhodes. Okay, y'all. We'll see you next week. Bye. Well, thanks so much for listening to this episode. This is Coach Megan. And uh, I just wanted to say it is 2023 in terms of the next pageant season. And we have so many new things going on at Powerhouse. We have a new brand. We have new logos. We have a new website. We have new resources for you. So make sure that you click the link below. If you are not already part of the Powerhouse Club, figure out how you can save $300 per month and $700 overall by joining the best world-class pageant training in the world that you cannot get anywhere else. Intrigued? Click the link below and we can't wait to see you in the Thanks for listening to this episode and we will see you next week.